encounter the Holy Spirit this morning? Put your hand up if you're cold. Nah, I didn't think so. Why don't you stand to your feet? Come on. Let's position ourselves this morning to give our God everything we've got. Let's not hold back this morning. Lord, thank you, Lord. Clapping hands, clapping this morning. Like this. Come on, church. There we go. This is not a This is a trick. Start here. Here we go. Let's start that one again. Let's start that one again. How many people are thankful for God's grace and mercy that we don't have to be perfect? Awesome. Let's start that one again. Let's clap our hands. Come on. Here we go. This is no performance. Lord, I pray it's worship. Empty words I can't afford. I'm not chasing feelings. Why I'm singing, you're the reason for my song. Every voice in this place, come on. I only want to sing if I sing with everything, if I sing for you, my king.
May your presence encounter every one of us today. I thank you, God, for your beautiful gifts. May we receive those gifts, your joy, your peace, your incredible love. May every person encounter you.
today in your beautiful gifts. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. May our hearts be open to you today. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Church, I encourage you to open up your heart to Him. I really sense that He has this incredible desire to minister to every single one of us, but we need to be in that place of receiving from Him. He is a good Father. Are we ready to receive from Him today? He is good. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you are a good Father. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you want to do in every person's life here today. May we receive that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church this morning. It's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? Yes. Are you expectant? I reckon we need to be on the edge of our seat. When we come into the house of God together, we need to be really expectant because He desires to encounter us more than what we would even desire. So if you weren't expectant, get expectant right now and be ready to receive from Him. You may be seated. School holidays, all the parents enjoying the holidays. Yes, out of, out, of a, out of the routine. The kids are enjoying a movie this morning. Okay, so no adults going out, please. I don't know what the movie is, but thank you, God, that they can relax and enjoy a movie together. Thank you, God, for all the incredible leaders, the kids' leaders, and thank you for the ones that get to have a break over the school holidays. Aren't they awesome? Parents, how about you give them a huge hand? Yes. We appreciate them. Well, if you're here today for the first time at Activate Church, a special welcome to you. It is great to have you with us today. I've met some beautiful people down there, even from the other side of the world. So it's great to have you with us today and we pray you enjoy your time with us and please if you haven't received a welcome bag in the foyer please pick one up on your way out um, as you leave it's on your right and uh, there will be someone there to to greet you so enjoy your time church how about you welcome our guests with us well we're going to celebrate the birthdays few birthdays haven't there this past week who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary is Josh Joano here today I saw it's his birthday today so happy birthday Josh wherever you are birthday girls it's your birthday oh happy birthday is there anyone else no okay church let's stand together we're gonna pray Let's declare blessing. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year 
activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, what are we doing on Tuesday night? Yes, praying. 7.30 every Tuesday night here. It is one of the highlights of my week and I missed it this past week because I was away. So I'm looking forward to this Tuesday night. It is for the whole church. So see you there, 7.30 this Tuesday. It's going to be fantastic. We have a really, really, really cool testimony from Helen Rose. So wherever Helen is, she's still here. Yes, how about you give Helen a huge hand. Good morning, church. Um, I've been asked to share a testimony um, from two weeks ago um, in the 6 p.m. gathering. And um, I was feeling really rubbish. I'd been really unwell. I get asthma and my chest was just really heavy. I'd been to the doctor and he said that I'd had a chest infection. I didn't have it anymore, but all the gunk was still clogging my chest. So I had a two week course of antibiotics and then waited another week and I was still just finding it really hard to breathe, really heavy in the chest. And um, I was actually starting to get really blocked in my sinuses as well. So I was just a mess. I couldn't breathe, felt rubbish. My head was pounding. And um, Tyra and her team over there, um, <laughs> they were singing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And the atmosphere was just really cool. And I was trying to just clear my mind and find that connection with God. But my head was pounding and I just couldn't concentrate. And I was like, oh, I need to bring the doctors first thing in the morning so I can go. And then I was like, oh, hang on, I'm in church. Why don't I give it a shot? So <laughs> I, was, I stood there and just paused for a second and um, as they sang I just said thank you Holy Spirit for breath and instantly my chest cleared my sinuses cleared and I could breathe awesome isn't that great so wherever you are today thank him thank him for his healing and receive be expectant isn't that so cool I love that Thank you, God, for breath. <gasps> and she's healed. Woohoo! Our God is good. Amen. Amen. He is in the business of healing. That is our God. Awesome. We're going to celebrate communion together. So, Jackie, thank you for leading us around communion this morning. How about you give Jackie a huge hand as she comes? everyone. Thank you. Um, as the communion elements are being handed out, I'd like to share today about God has been teaching me and showing me about um, how Jesus suffered trauma and pain on the cross and how his blood and body has paid the price for our salvation and healing. So I'm speaking a little bit about healing today. So I don't know if Jesus experienced trauma through sickness as he was growing up or had an accident with those carpentry tools or even falling off a donkey or anything like that. But I do know 
through the word that experienced the trauma of rejection, as in Isaiah 53, 1-3, it speaks about him growing up experiencing being despised and rejected and knowing grief and sorrow. He knew rejection leading to the cross, and at the cross he suffered tremendous trauma, pain, torment and horror that would have shaken him to his very core. Shock and trauma can also shake us to our very core. It's like a mini earthquake where every cell of our very being experiences shock and waves of dread and fear and pain down to that DNA level. The heart receives emotional scar tissue. I used to be quite flippant about those words shock and trauma, like, you know, you just get over it and carry on. But our body and soul and spirit doesn't forget as they carry the memory of trauma for many, many years. Jim Banks says trauma is the side effect of experience events that happen to us which are beyond our control. Events like accidents, sudden bad news, death, witnessing an accident, divorce, job loss, adoption, fire, near-death experience, bad health diagnosis and so on. There's many, many more. Jesus experienced shock and trauma. The full force and horror of hell assaulted him on the cross. Some say that is, like, that is why he died quite quickly. He overcame death, torment and trauma so we can be saved and healed. I'm going to read now some verses from Psalm 22. You may recognize the first line that Jesus quoted on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my cries of anguish? But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me, they hurl insults. Do not be far from me, for trouble was near, and there was no one to help. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is turned to wax, it has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot's herd, which is a shard of pottery. And my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth, you lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surrounded me, a pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. The dunamis resurrection power of God rose Jesus from the dead. That same power heals us today, as you've just heard with Helen's testimony. Taking away pain and trauma and restoring life healing and peace to our very core, heart, body, soul and spirit. So please join me and pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you chose to suffer trauma, pain, 
torment and death on the cross for me so that I can be saved, healed and restored. Thank you that there is power in your blood and body. I forgive those people or events that have traumatised me, shaken me to my very core in the past and sometimes continue to do so. Forgive me, Lord, for how I have responded to trauma in not a good way. I ask you, Jesus, to come and draw out that shock and trauma and take it to the cross. Come now and heal me, filling me with your love, joy, power and peace. And I thank you for restoring me and giving me life. Thank you, Jesus. Please now eat and drink in remembrance of him and his goodness to us. Thank you. week that our God is first a father. He is our king, but he's first a father. That's how Jesus came to show us the father, not to show us an overbearing Lord, but a father who wants to be the one that we turn to when things are going well, so you can see how much he is enjoying being with you in that place. He's the father who wants you to turn to him when things are sad so that he can wrap his arms around you and give you comfort. He's the father who's with you when you're angry and hurting so that he can hold you and walk you through that place. He's the father who adores you and he's just waiting for us to turn our attention to him. We take one step in his direction, he runs to ours. That's our father. He's a good, amazing, good father. And I've seen many 
Who I am. 
How about this morning you open yourself up before God? The best way you know how, you might like to lift your hands. I don't know how you want to position yourself, but open your heart to Him this morning. We're singing about miracles. We're singing about healing. Why don't you start? Let's take a lesson from Helen's book this morning. Why don't we start to give thanks for the miracle? Thanks for the healing. If you need healing in your body, this morning start to say thank you to Him for that. If you need a miracle, it could be relationships, could be finance, could be work, could be health, could be anything. I don't know. Start to thank Him as our provider. Start to thank Him as the answer and for the answer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are our healer. Father, we receive your healing this morning. Thank you that you release miracles. Miracles of healings, of health, of relationships, of finance, of work, of housing. I don't know, whatever. We thank you this morning that you are the one who releases miracles. We thank you this morning that you are the one who meets our needs. That you are the source of all things. We honour you in this place. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would rest on your church this morning, that this would be a place of God encounter for people. That every person would know your presence. That every person would know what it is to encounter your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you that you care. Thank you that you are amongst us. Thank you that the details matter to you. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for our health. Thank you that we get to live in this country. Bless this country, Lord. Bless our city, Lord. Thank you for this nation. In Jesus' name. Why don't we give Jesus a bit of a hand, eh? I think he deserves all the praise, all the honour, all the glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Praise you. We honour you. We give him all praise. Amen. Why don't you say hello to a few people as you sit down. Tell them they're looking incredibly good today.
excuse me if I cough a little this morning. I got rid of all the bugs, but I'm still working on the cough. Feel a little bit like a car, you know, that'll idle okay. And it'll go at like 5,000 plus revs okay, but in between, it's a bit coffee and spluttery. So just got to try and find that landing place. Well, John 8.36 says this. says, so if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. Other translations say, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. It's a great scripture, and it's a powerful scripture. This morning, I'm a little concerned, though, that when I read this scripture, we hear it with similar ears to the original Jewish audience when Jesus said that phrase, that when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed, or so, if the sun sets you free, you are truly free. The original hearers didn't quite get it. They missed what was being said. And I can't help but wonder this morning in our culture if we hear through a similar filter, which also causes us to not quite get it. And uh, we will look at that in a moment. Before we do, activate church. No, hit the right button. Fasten your seatbelts. Go like this. Great. I've been led to believe that I'm being quite straight this morning, so I'm just making sure you're not going to go anywhere. I can be straight. It's because I love you. Sometimes you just got to be straight. Activate churches. We are about activating community transformation, activating community transformation by wherever, whenever, being like Jesus. You want to say that with me? Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. Let's say it again, a bit more enthusiasm. Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. That's what we're about. That's who we are. That's what we're called to. And part of the way that we are trying to shape ourselves and move into that is that we are growing in our values. And our values are on the wall, but they are also on the screen. Are courageous, big-hearted, belonging, purposed, and kingdom-focused. Our values came out of Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, it tells us that the church has been given ascension ministries of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. And their job is to equip the church, bringing the church to maturity. And so as a leadership, we spend a lot of time saying, what words describe what a mature believer looks like in our environment, in our world. Now, in the Bible, it's, um, there's a couple of no-brainers around what maturity looks like, and that is maturity is obedience to God. That is the, that is the big rock. That is the, um, the really obvious one, is maturity is obedience to God. And in Hebrews 5, it says that the mature believers have the ability to discern what is right and wrong, or right from wrong, and do what is right. So obedience is the big rock. But these words also describe what a mature believer looks like. Courageous. Big-hearted. Belonging. Purposed. And kingdom-focused. And this morning I want to ask you the question, have you grown in these values in the last year? Courageous. Are you more courageous today than you were a year ago? In life and in faith. Are you more courageous than you were? Because, see, we're on a journey with Jesus. 
We're on a journey with God, which means something is moving. And so if we're <coughs> excuse me, moving in the right way, we are growing. So I would like to think we are more courageous today. I would like to think I am more courageous in my faith today than I was a year ago. I would like to think I've got a bigger heart than I had a year ago. Now, some of you may well say he's got a long way to go. That's all right. I just want to think it's bigger than it was last year. I would like to think in belonging, that I have a better understanding, a better concept, and a better sense of belonging in the kingdom of God and in his church than I had a year ago. Purposed. I would like to think, in fact, I know that my purpose is sharper than it was a year ago. And kingdom focused. Am I more focused on the kingdom than I was a year ago? I hope so, because that would say that I am journeying. I am on a journey. And if you're not, if you can't say, yes, I'm moving in those things, my question would be, why not? I really want you to say you're moving in those things because it validates my last year's work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Got one supporter. So we need to be moving in these things. I think of courageous. Courageous is a good one. People are scared in our world, aren't they? People are scared about what's going to happen. I mean, we had um, you know, Nice in the headlines. Just, was it yesterday or the day before? No, yesterday was the, uh, the coup attempt in Turkey. I think the day before was Nice. It's terrible. It's shocking stuff. And the people we are working with and we're walking through life with, many of them are quite scared about the world that we live in. But I believe that one of the attributes and the, the values of God is that I'm courageous in life. Jen and I are getting on a plane this week and going to the UK. We are um, uh, in my, my role with the National Leadership Team for Acts Churches New Zealand. We're going to represent uh, New Zealand with a couple of the other guys and girls at the Apostolic Church United Kingdom's 100-year celebration. It'll be great. It'll be fun. And uh, it'll be busy. Um, actually, we're spending a couple of days with Grant and Vicky McAllister on the way home in Hong Kong, so that'll be nice. But we're getting on this plane, and my attitude is, I'm bulletproof until Jesus takes me home. That's going to be the safest plane in the sky, because I'm on it. Actually, I think, I think Chris, I saw Chris somewhere, he says the same thing. He thinks everyone around him safe when they're driving. It's going to be the safest plane in the sky, because I don't think God's quite finished with me yet. When he has, I'm going to a better place. I'll be okay. Don't panic. But I'm not getting on with any sense of fear or intrepidation that, oh my goodness, that part of the world's falling apart. I'm getting on the plane going, woohoo, let's go. Adventure. Courageous. Are you growing in the values? Are you growing in who God, are you becoming more mature in your faith? Are you growing in who God's called you and us to be? The other thing is... Um, we're moving forward strongly as a church and with our, the vision of putting the thumbprint of the kingdom of God on our city. I did this this morning on my desk when I was thinking about this. I, I left the thumbprint on the glass, actually on the coffee table, and, and it looked really good. And then I put this side on. It didn't look quite so good because I went out for dinner during the week and I, I had crab because I really wanted crab and it got me, man. It sliced my thumb open and it bled all through my main course. Oh, oh. That's all right. 
I've got a new brother-in-law, and it's really good. He paid for dinner. <laughs> it was great. Um, anyway, we got the, the, we're, we're moving toward putting the, the thumbprint of the kingdom of God on our community, on this side of the river. And in a practical way, that's about the campus that we want to develop, a campus for the wholeness of the people, a campus that will bless our community in many ways, and a campus that will hopefully lead people to a knowledge of God, but a campus that's going to make our city a better place to live. And um, I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited about the way God's leading us forward in that. And actually, this week, we had a real big rock fall into place. Ray, why don't you come and tell us about this? Give Ray a hand as he comes. Thank you, Sheridan. Well, it's my delight. I've been working with a team over the last three years now. It's, yeah. it's amazing how quickly time goes by. But I'm delighted to announce that on Monday evening, we signed off the legal documentation to purchase a medical clinic. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? So we praise God for that. And um, really appreciated the team's support, and in particular, Graham Shirley. He's been absolutely amazing as we've walked this journey. So it's, it's a, a, just a wonderful milestone in terms of what God is doing in our faith community. And uh, so the doctors uh, will be walking with us for the next two and a quarter years as we transition through things. One of the doctors who has yet to become a Christian uh, said this statement to Graham, this seems like a dream made in, or a match made in heaven. And Graham responded, very, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a wonderful journey. And uh, thank you for your prayers and support. Very exciting days ahead for us as a faith community as we see the campus and the kingdom of God expressed in our city and beyond. So awesome. Yeah, exciting, eh? How about giving God a big hand? That's fantastic. <clears throat> Actually, one of the things that we really need to help us take the next step Forward is because we're hoping the Ruakura site will be the site for the campus, and we really need two buildings that are on that site released. And we've been working on that for a while, and we haven't yet got a breakthrough. Uh, but working, I wonder if you'd like to stand to your feet. Let's, can we pray about that for a couple of moments? Let's pray that God would release those buildings. It's going to be, you know, by the time we finish doing what we believe God's asked us to do, it is going to be something really special on this side of the city that will really bless Hamilton. And uh, so we need these two buildings released. So how about we just, where you are for a moment, 30 seconds, how about lift that up to Jesus, ask him for the release of those properties for his purposes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we do declare release of those properties in Jesus' name. I thank you that you've gone before us. You know exactly what we need to uh, accomplish your purposes. And Father, we call those buildings in now in Jesus' name and ask that they would come our way, that they would be well-priced, that they would be affordable, that we would be able to um, develop that kingdom uh, site for the benefit of our city. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. So, what have I got there? Yes. <coughs> you would have seen this picture before. So we want to impact 10 areas of our society and that's our goal as a church. That's what we want to see every person involved with wherever, whenever, being who you are, where God's called you to be. And that when you're there, you are taking the kingdom influence into your community, into your workplace, into your school, into your university, wherever you are, you are God's ambassador, the Bible tells us, for the kingdom. And 
That's why we need people who are purposed and courageous so that we can go into the environment where God's placed us confident in taking the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm really, um, I'm really passionate that we are carriers of kingdom atmosphere wherever we go. And it's got to be more than just uh, doing something nice. Like I can take Jan a nice coffee in her office if the environment's not, you know, if I know she's feeling a bit down, that's a beautiful thing. That, that's showing kindness. It's showing all the attributes of God. It's showing love. It's showing kindness. It's showing mercy and it's showing grace to her. But at some point, we need to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Why, why am I happy to get on an airplane? Because I'm safe as houses. That's why. Because I've got peace. Because God gives me peace. Because I don't have to worry about my future because he's worried about that. I don't have to worry about my eternity because he's paid the price for that. I am absolutely comfortable to do what he's called me to do where he's called me to do it, and I'm not going to let the atmosphere of the world dictate my outlook on the world because of Jesus. We can all take the gospel with us where we go. But we're on track as a church, corporately. So those first two circles that it filled out, that's just representing corporate stuff, what we do together. So we've just made this big step in health and science area. <coughs> Education, ATC, seeing incredible things happen around the nation there. Media and technology, that's fairly loose having the arrow there, but we teach people in media at ATC. Social, we have Community Link. We've seen great things happen in Community Link around um, our city and beyond. Alan's setting up a wonderful and Fran team there in Community Link. Arts and entertainment, again, we're training people in the arts at um, ATC. Family, Jilly King heads up great uh, things with Community Link where we're blessing families, family toolbox and parenting stuff and mums groups and all sorts of things. We're impacting families, worldview. Uh, that's church, basically. We're making a statement about the kingdom of God uh, and being a, a live, relevant church in our city and our country and the, and the nations of the world. So those things we are doing corporately, and I think we're on track to where God's asked us to go with those things. My concern is not what we're doing corporately. My concern is you. Because most of that picture is not actually about corporate. It's about you, which is corporate. But it's about where God's got you placed and what God's got you doing and the gifts that he's put on your life, and the kingdom influence that you carry. And I'm looking, and I'm saying, okay, Lord, we've been on this journey for a while now. Where's the fruit? Where's the fruit? <clears throat> Where are our friends? Where are our colleagues? Where are our classmates? Where are those people that have been impacted the good news of Jesus Christ and they're now journeying with them. Where are those people? Because it's more than just a cup of coffee. It's more than that. Luke 13, Jesus told a parable. He said, Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. That's a bit like me. I'm quite patient. But when I've had enough, 
I've had enough. It's all right, though, don't panic, because here comes Ray. <laughs> it's just taking up space in the garden. Cut it down, it's just taking up space in the garden. Then the gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Does that sound like Ray? Give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. And if we get figs next year, fine. And if we're not, Sheridan, I'll let you cut it down. <laughs> Jesus is looking for fruit. He's looking for fruit. And his expectation of each of us is fruit, is fruit for the kingdom, output, reward, expansion for the fruit, uh, for the kingdom. That's his expectation. And most of that picture, as I said, is primarily, primarily about us as individuals, what we're doing, wherever God's... Don't underestimate where God's got you. Don't underestimate your influence, where God's got you and what he's got you doing. There's no pecking order. I look at that circle and I go, oh, which one's at the top of the pile? Uh, Worldview, that's church. That must be at the top of the pile. No, it's not. There is no pecking order. It's God needs and has people everywhere representing the kingdom. And we need to represent the kingdom with purpose and with courage. And that's what he's called us to do, whoever we are and wherever we are. One of the things that I'm really pleased about is God's made, he's been really gracious toward us as a church. He's made it abundantly clear what we need to be doing in this season. He said to us, build me a house of prayer. Very, very clear. Now, I thought we were really special, and he was just saying that to us. But I've been up and down the country in the last few weeks. He's saying it everywhere. He is on the case of his church in this nation to pray. And there is an expectation from the bottom to the top of this country that God is going to move in significant ways in our land. And it'll be birthed out of prayer. I'm so grateful that he has been so clear to us in that. But can I say this morning that honestly, that doesn't mean everything else I said isn't honest. I'm just trying to emphasize honestly. I'm a little disappointed about our response. I'm a little disappointed that at very, very best, we would get 10% of our church out to a prayer meeting on a Tuesday night. And our prayer meetings are great. And even if they're not great, who cares? It's what God's asked of us. But I hear people saying about prayer, this is, this is the highlight of my week. But I'm a little disappointed that we don't get more people out to pray when God said, build me a house of prayer. It's like, what part of that don't we understand? Build me a house of prayer. We'd had School of the Spirit two weeks ago, which was an outstanding time. I'm a little surprised and a little disappointed that I didn't have such a demand placed on me to increase the size of that event. Because... It is a fantastic event, and all of your and my interaction with God is via the Holy Spirit. That's why he was sent. 
All of our interaction with God is via the Holy Spirit. If I want to see more people healed, how is that going to happen? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to see people set free. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want God to give me insight and wisdom in, in various areas. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I would have thought, as Christians who have been charged by God, go into all the world, that we would be putting such a demand on God at those kind of things so that we can grow and so that we can be the people he's called us to be. And I'm a little surprised and a little disappointed that there's not a, a greater demand on those things. And prayer meeting. 2 Chronicles says, Then if the people, sorry, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. I used to read that like that. But I've realized that I read it wrong. It needs to be broken down. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek and turn. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. There is a humbling that must come first. And humbling, you want to humble yourself while it's still your choice. Never is pleasant to be humbled by the circumstance as it is to humble ourselves. But there's a humbling that comes first. And for us to pray, there is a humbling that comes first. The humbling is, God, I cannot do this I choose to humble myself before you, excuse me. <coughs> I choose to humble myself before you and pray because I cannot do what you've asked of me to do, but you can. You can. And there's this humbling that must come prior to prayer, prior to seeking, prior to turning, because it's the humbling that allows us to do those things. Can I ask you two questions this morning? I'm going to ask you two questions this morning. The first one is this. Are you being a kingdom influence? You are being an influence. Are you being a kingdom influence? And what is the fruit of your influence? Are you being a kingdom influence? What is the fruit of your influence? They're not comfortable questions, but they're good questions. Let's go back to where we started, John chapter 8. So if the Son sets you free, if the Musos would like to come back too. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. <clears throat> Freedom has fruit. Freedom has fruit. This is my concern. When Jesus spoke this to his original Jewish audience, they heard him through a filter. They heard him through the filter of being God's chosen people. They, they saw themselves as a peg or two above 
everybody else. They were the chosen ones. And they saw themselves and they heard this through the filter of privilege and through the filter of immunity rather than hearing what Jesus was saying through a filter of obligation and responsibility to be kingdom representatives, to be ambassadors of the kingdom. And I fear that we hear a little bit the same way, maybe through a lens of entitlement, but we hear through the, through the, the filter of, well, I'm saved, I'm safe, I'm adopted as a son or a daughter of God, I'm free, so I'm good. And the rest of the world can go to hell because I'm good. But that's not a kingdom attitude. That's not a kingdom mindset. That's an entitlement mindset. And they missed totally what Jesus was saying to them <coughs> because they heard it wrong. And he says the same thing to us. Come on, there is obligation. There is responsibility. When we gave our lives to Jesus, actually we said we died to self to live for him. And he's saying, come on. I've got stuff for you to do. Come on, Activate Church. You live in a city. We live in a city. I live in a city that desperately needs to know God, whether they know they need to know him or not. Desperately need to know him. 1 Corinthians 4 says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. In other words, it has fruit. It is living by God's power. I am absolutely convinced that we need to get in the presence of God as often as we can. That we need to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit as often as we can to live the life that He's called us to live. To be effective where He's called us to be effective. That's why I say again and again, this is not the main event for Christians. This is just the oranges break at half time. It's about empowering. It's about getting a little stir up. Today I'm the coach. I'm the coach that was in with the Chiefs last night kicking their butt saying, come on guys, you're going to lose this game if you don't get moving. He said, I'm not kicking your butt. But you know, this is the orange break where we get empowered, where we encourage one another where we spur one another on, where we say, come on, come on, you can win this game. It's not beyond your reach. You're not coming up short. What God's asked you to do, you can do. But make sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Make sure you're empowered. Make sure you know what it is to encounter God. Make sure you know what it is to be in the presence of God. Because in these last days, God needs people who are going to stand up. Some of you sit there now and you go, it's not the last days. Well, it is for you. It's the last days for all of us in this room. It's the last days for this generation. Jesus may not come back for a long time, or He may. But it's the last days for this generation. At some point, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go and see Jesus. Not quite sure when that'll be. Hoping it's not for a little while yet. But these are my last days, as they're your last days. 
We need to make them count. We make them count. Jesus has got so much that he wants to share with the world through us. Joel said, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men (coughs) will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. God's desire is that we are filled with the Spirit, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, not the other spirits, the Holy Spirit. That we're full of power, that we know what it is to be growing in Him, and that we're on assignment for Him. Oh, but Lord, have I paid enough? No. Isn't the price I've paid enough, Jesus? No. You said you were giving me it all when you gave me your life. You said you were dying to self. I heard a great thing during the week. A guy said, you know, God doesn't negotiate. It's not like trying to buy a car. You know, I'll give you three grand for that car. He comes back, no, no, I want five. Oh, I'll give you three and a half. He comes down to four and a half. We meet somewhere in the middle, four. It's not like that with God. God says the price is everything. Take it or leave it. He's paid everything price for you is everything take it or leave it and we go well I'm going to take it because my goodness the reward is great he says that's awesome but in the meantime I've got an assignment for you which is just going to blow your mind wherever you are and whenever you're there be like Jesus be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit when you come across the sick heal them when you come across the broken hearted heal them when you come across the poor help them when you come across the poor of spirit, help them stand up. When you come across those who desperately are lost, help them get found. In Jesus' name. Way you go. That's what he says. Way you go. So this morning as we finish, I really, I want to draw, a, do you want to stand to your feet for a moment? I really felt as I was preparing that I needed to draw a line or we needed to draw a little line in the sand this morning. Because it says there that it's more than just talk. It's about power and power in the Holy Ghost. And as we finish, I want to simply release the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. I want to lay hands on you quickly and I'm not going to pause. I'm going to get a couple of helpers. We're just going to lay our hands on you and power you in the name of Jesus because it's Him that does the work. But I only want to lay my hands on people who are serious about living the life and walking the life that God's called us to live. And I do not want to exclude anyone this morning. But I'm asking you on behalf of Jesus to step up this morning. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to move a couple of the seats to make it slightly awkward so that you have to be a little more intentional. And the band are going to sing a song. I'm going to invite you to come to the front. And, and really what I'm inviting you to do is to present yourself before God and, and simply say, Lord, I want to be the man, I want to be the woman that you've called me to be. I recommit my life to you. When I gave you my life, I did give you my life. And I desire to be used for your
purposes, whatever that looks like. And I desire to keep walking on the journey with you. I just, I'm just going to borrow the seat from behind you, so don't panic. Yeah, hold your handbag. You never know who's in church. They might flog it. Yeah, so there's room around the outside to those seats. You can walk around as you come. Why don't you come to the front? You're responding to Jesus, not to me. Come and present yourself to him. Can we sing that?
Yeah. 
before you. I thank you, God, that you love it when we come before you. You absolutely love it. I thank you that we have the privilege of coming to a a Father who is, is passionate for His people. I thank you that you're passionate for us. I thank you that you are passionate for our community, for our city, for our nation and the nations. Father, may we come to you in that place of desire of humbling ourselves, desiring to know you more and desiring to see you at work in us and through us so much more. 
Give us a fresh fervency, I ask. A fresh fervency in your church that we would be a church that is truly a light on a hill. Thank you, God, for what you want to do in us and through us. Thank you, God, that you are all powerful. Thank you, God, that you give us all of that power, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Thank you, God, that we can walk out of this place, that we can go into our community, into our workplaces, into our places of study, that we can serve your incredible love, your incredible power upon people around about us. Thank you that we can serve your incredible peace. Thank you, God, for your peace. May we serve that to people. May we see lives transformed. May we see lives come into relationship with you, our loving Father, their Creator, our Creator. Thank you, God, for what you are doing. Thank you, God. Thank you that we are yet to see so much more. Thank you, God, that you are at work. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, I declare your blessing upon your church today. Your blessing and your anointing poured out. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for the privilege of partnering with you. Thank you, God. And God, I thank you for our giving. I thank you for our tithes and our offerings. I ask that you would multiply that. Multiply it, God. I thank you for what you are doing through our giving. I thank you for what we are yet to see through that. Thank you, God. Pour out your blessing upon your church as we give. Thank you, God, for all of our needs met and more. Thank you that we are to be a blessing because of the overflow upon our lives. So I declare overflow and blessing upon your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are empowered. Empowered to go to our day. We're going to meet together at 6pm tonight. Tuesday night, 7.30. Also, life or activate groups meeting during the week. If you are not in a small group, an activate group, and you would like to be, please come and see me or, or a leader or somebody or someone at the hub. We would love to help get you into a great small group as well. Have a, an amazing day. Don't forget your kids in the downstairs cafe.